from the cozy Artichoke Music Cafe. I'm glad you joined us again. This week, sitting across from me is one of Portland's best drummers, Tyrone Hendricks, who plays in several bands, and we'll get an update on that. He's also a part owner of the Alberta Street Pub, where he has had a hand in booking and playing, of course. We'll also find out about his son, who is also a drummer, and the rest of the family. Next week, another drummer and also a music journalist, Tim DuRoche, will be here, and I better sharpen my brain for that one. Tim is deep. Of course, so is Tyrone. And he took time out from a very busy schedule. He's going out on the road, among many other things. Here's Tyrone Hendricks. Tyrone, nice to see you. Oh, nice to see you too. Yeah, you know, it's not the first time you've been on this podcast. <laughs> nope. You know, and I remember the first time that we talked officially on the record was that when when you went with Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I came over to your place. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that was about, oh man, about 11, 11 years ago. Something like that. Yeah. 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 You got a drummer in the family now, don't you? Yeah, my son Takilo, who actually was a baby at the time when that happened. Yes, I remember. So yeah, now he's officially coming on gigs and playing with me and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. What is that like? Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, we recently did uh, the TED Talk 10-year anniversary at the Motor Center. Uh-huh. Um, Jimi Hendrix tribute yeah. um, with Jimmy Russell and Andre Zapata. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ed Kareff, uh, who actually took all the legendary photos of uh, Jimi Hendrix, especially the one with him we lit up the guitar on fire. Yes. He was in attendance. <laughs> wow. Um, and they did a big book, uh, uh-huh. all the photographs with that he took with Jimmy for like three years. Wow. Um, and so we did a 13-minute tribute and my son got to play one of the songs, uh, leading, uh, starting off the, off the tribute. So remember what song? Um, it, I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> oh man, I drew a blank. That's all right. But yeah, he got he got the yeah he, he played the song and <laughs> and he shocked me because at his age, um, how old is he? He's eleven. Eleven, yeah. He's twelve. Yeah. September fifth. Wow. wow. <laughs> Time flies. Um, but at his age, I was scared just to play in church, <laughs> and he was so fearless playing in front of ten thousand people. Wow! He just one, two, three, and just <laughs> went in. I was like, "Wow! All right, well, you got the eye of the tiger, son. You, <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a proud dad, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That must be so. That must be amazing for you. Oh yeah." No, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Great feeling. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just want to make sure that I guide him in the, the right direction because this industry can be, you know, can be rough. Well, yeah. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just trying to just be that dad that, you know, I want to be a dad, but then I kind of don't want to be a dad, but I still have to be a dad and protect him from right. all the yeah. things that could go wrong in this industry. Well, right. And in life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. So you, I know you're really busy, and I'm not going to keep you too long, but um, uh, you're about to go out on the road? Yeah, go out on the road with uh, Alan Stone, uh-huh. um, who I recently uh, started playing for uh, last year. Actually, it'll be a year next week. Yeah. 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 Huh. Is uh, St- Steve Swatkins in that band? Oh, yes. Steve Swatkins is on uh, uh, nice. Keys, and nice. uh, Andre Zapata, uh-huh. uh, local bass player, yeah. also is uh, the bass player on that gig also. So yeah, it's kind of like yeah. a Portland connection. So where are you going? Uh, we're going to like uh, we're going to Connecticut. Uh, huh. We're playing Radio Music City Hall on the really tenth and the eleventh. Um, wow! Have you ever played there before? I've never played there before. Wow. Passed by many times, but I've never played in there. So it's the first time. So it should be That's pretty huge. Great! Um, I think we play in D.C. at this spot called the Anthem, uh-huh. and then uh, uh, we do a couple casinos in San Diego. So uh-huh. it should be pretty fun. Uh-huh. That sounds like yeah. a great time. Nice little run. Yeah. 
and they pay you for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. They pay me. They take. They take care of me pretty okay. I so. hope so. <laughs> um, boy, it, 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 you play with everybody now. You're just you're <laughs> ubiquitous. You are you are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who else? Um, I play with uh, you know Arietta Ward. Yes. Um, didn't have another band. Uh, we started with uh, Farnell Newton called the Bridge City Revival. Yep. Uh, we re- pre- recently put out a vinyl uh-huh. for that record that had uh-huh. all type of artists. Euro Thomas, Mel Brown featured yeah. on one of the songs. Yeah. Saida Wright, Ronnie Wright. Nice. So that was a real big project. Mm-hmm. Um, Swatkins in the Positive Agenda. Nice. Um, you know, oh, man, I have my own project, uh, Tyrone Hendricks and the PDX Soul Collective, uh-huh. which is a whole bunch of just, you know, soul singers yeah. um, from around the city uh, yeah. that I've collabed with. Uh, just uh, finished playing with the Jared Lawson Trio. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And we put out the single uh, Footsteps in the Dark, uh, right. Isaac Brothers cover that went number yeah. one overseas mm-hmm. uh, for Dome Records. So that's yeah. been pretty I've huge. played that on the radio. Oh, yeah. I play all your stuff on the radio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just keep sending it to me and I'll yeah. play it. Yeah. So, I'll, you know, Quick and Easy Boys play with yeah. them. Uh, yeah. Reggie Houston just recently played with him when he right. came back into town. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I try to keep myself very diverse yeah. in the music, you know, what I do, you know, because I, the best I, way. I always love being challenged. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what tune I think I've played more than anyone is Changes. Changes. Okay. With yeah. Saya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She came in here one time, mm-hmm. and and she, and without any prompting at all, just sang. Oh yeah, she, she don't, she, <laughs> it don't take much with Saida. Yeah, she's by far in the city my favorite vocalist. Yeah, yeah hands down, because it's just a lot of heart and passion uh, that you can't, you know, that musically that you can't, you know, you can't mimic that. That's yeah. it's got to come from the heart, and yeah. that's her all day. Yeah, you know, wherever she feels, wherever the vibe is, she's just gonna roll with it, and she's gonna go, and she goes in every time. Like yes. she does not hold back any punches. Right, so. right, right. And uh, you know, you you played for our our tenth anniversary show, the Oregon Music News tenth yes. anniversary show yes. with Arietta and yeah. and uh, all those people. That was a, that was a great band. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and I think yeah. one of the favorite bands I'm playing for right now is uh, Outer Orbit. Um, oh my God! Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh like man. Gary Clark, Sarah Clark. Sarah Clark. Yeah. Mike Elson, Damian Erskine. Like it's you know it's a joy. Peter Knutson. Like yeah. It's, it's a joy playing with them, especially yeah. Damian. Like because Damian, uh, he's by far one of my favorite bass players to really play with. And um, mm-hmm. we really for a while right before the pandemic really played, but really hadn't played. You know because he was uh-huh. so busy. Uh-huh. Um, and I said you know. Knock knock on the pandemic, but in a way, it kind of was good because he's been here. Yeah, and so I've played the most with him in the last couple of years, and it's just musical heaven. Locking in with a bass player like that, yeah, so, so yeah. much fun. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So I understand that you got a piece of the Alberta Street Pub. Oh uh, yes, yes. Recently, that's great. A um, couple months ago, I became a, a part owner into the to the pub. Uh-huh. Um, you know, which is ten thirty six Northeast Alberta Street. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a nice patio where we do live music on i do lunch and soul there every couple weeks um soulful sundays every sunday night from nine to midnight Um, tell me about that um well so basically um back in the 80s i believe uh our street pub was uh called the love train uh that was the original name to it got bought out (laughs) um and it was a primarily african-american owned um bar at the time that people Uh. didn't know about um with that the community knew about it because it was well, probably right. African-American back then because um, right. I moved here in 2004. So yeah. I've been constantly getting history lessons about Alberta Street, period. Right. Um, right. And when I moved here in 2004, it was the gentrification that pretty much started and oh, yeah. just kept going and going. Yeah. So all I knew the Alberta Street pub was, was like an Irish pub. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like the Alberta Alberta Rose Theater. Yeah, that yep. was a church. Yep, or yep, was a church. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, um, yeah, the last, you know, uh, my good friend Ezra Holbrook uh, mm-hmm. took over uh, ownership in I believe 2018, 2019 in that time frame, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, um, recently, you know, he we talked, and uh, another couple business partners uh, came in, and um, they offered me a piece of Alberta Street. Um, That's great. You know, and my, my main thing is just to be the face and help bring, yes. uh, you know, other artists in, mm-hmm. um, which has been working fabulous to that's, make that happen. That's great. So, so what happens on Sunday? Uh, Sunday nights, uh, the Love Train Band. We took the name of the uh, yes. what it was originally called. Great idea. Um, and the band is uh, has Nick Roth on keys. Uh-huh. Uh, he's played with Sting and yeah. Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. You know, he's on the keys. Uh, we have uh, Damon Erskine on bass uh-huh. so it's a joy playing with him every Sunday yeah uh, then we have an upcoming singer in the city uh, Miss Danielle Barker mm-hmm. uh, aka Danny B um, you know uh, Saida kind of has passed the torch to her like look you're going to take over wow um, you know this is going to be you so you know Danny's really been flourishing um, and then we have another vocalist that we just added Jane um, who mm-hmm. I went on the road with with the Portland Chiller Project which is another band I play with yeah <laughs> um, and Jane um, phenomenal singer um Man, like he just takes over the takes over the room. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the core of the band. And um, you know, the Soulful Sundays. I kind of looked at it as like when I first moved here, mm-hmm. uh, when Andy Stokes was doing the candlelight every Sunday night. Just mm-hmm. the vibe that was in that room. That's what I want to bring back forever. That's, yeah, that's you a big hole. Forever. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. People like you know, people say Andy Stokes. I'm like, no, y'all should have seen Andy Stokes back then. Yes, he was just rehearsing for where he's at right now. Right. That was all. That was just all paid rehearsal. So yeah. him doing what he do now, I was like, oh, that's Andy. He been doing that. Right. You know, it was a joy just going down there every Sunday and seeing the collective uh-huh. of musicians yeah. and other singers that would come in and see Andy. Uh, man, I think uh, it was B. Fox was on the was on the drums. Uh, Ricky Valaro was on the bass. Uh-huh. Man, they was, man, they would have that place rocking. Yes, indeed. Every Sunday night for years. Yep. So you know, it was crazy when they kind of like closed this big void and hole that hit the community. Boy, it sure was. So my thing with the Alberta Street Pub coming in, and my goal is to bridge that gap again, uh-huh. that hole that was that was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great because a collective of singers come in, musicians come in, they get on stage and do guest guest appearances, all that good stuff all the time. So it's really grown, and I, you know, I just keep, you know, pushing it. Like look, this is the spot to be on Sunday nights mm-hmm. if you want to get out, you know, mm-hmm. get your week started. Yeah, this is where you need to be at. Yeah, who's who's going to be uh, sitting in for you while while you're out with? Uh, um, I'm sitting out. Uh, this is a drummer from L.A., um, really? David Daniel. Uh-huh. Um, I met him actually through Swatkins. Uh, uh-huh. He moved up here to Portland, uh, right in the midst of the pandemic. Oh boy! Um, but great drummer. Yeah. Um, he's going to be sitting in, filling in for me the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick, Danielle, all of them are going to take over and you know keep things running smooth till I get back. Yeah, you better watch it because you know <laughs> what they say about going on vacation. You should, I mean, well, it's not a vacation <laughs> for you, but not a vacation for you. But you know, it's just, don't ever go on vacation because you, you might find somebody else in your in your seat. Hey, <laughs> but guess what? That, I mean, but no, you're the boss. Yeah, but, but I mean, but for the community, I mean, yeah. I, that's kind of what I want. You know, what I'm saying is that I really want to, you know level up the musicianship with the rest of the country because yeah. Portland, um, I tell people this all the time, um, that Portland is a very overlooked city. Oh, we know that. You know, musically, yeah. you know, people like Portland, what's, what's going on in Portland? Oh, then man. they come here and they're like, really? oh, 
Right. You guys have an actual scene. Right. And this scene. And may is, I introduce you to Sarah Clark? Yeah. May I introduce you to Sarah? Right. My introduce. Like, there's so many people. Yeah. They're just. They're just like, wow. I didn't know yeah. all this was here in this little tiny part of the Northwest. Right. But it is. Yeah. It's here. It's a. It's it a, sure is. It's a lot of talent here. Yeah. Um, and I want to help nurture that talent the best way I can. And so, yeah. you know, if that means being, you know, taking over the pub to help young acts come in and nurture their talent to get them where they need to be, uh-huh. so be it. That's what it is. That's great. So. That's really good, really good. Um, is there a volume three of uh, of, of your, your album? Yeah, currently I am working on volume three right now. Like yeah. I said, come take, taking over the pub is kind of put a back burner on it right yeah, now, I but bet. I do have about like five songs completed. Um, yeah. This is going to be the last volume because <laughs> um, mainly just financial-wise, it just makes more sense to go to doing singles yes. every couple months. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I have to do a volume three. Um, and with this record here, I want to include my roots of Oakland and Portland uh-huh. and bridge that together on this record here. So how do you do that? Um, just calling up musician friends. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, a good friend of mine, a uh, pick funk Smith, uh-huh. Eric Pickfolk Smith. Um, uh-huh. He's the bass player for Janet Jackson, uh-huh. Rihanna, Justin Timberlake. Uh-huh. Uh, he's played for all countless people. Yeah. And his brother uh, John Jubu Smith, uh-huh. um, who's you know played with you know Whitney Houston, Frankie Beverly and the Maze, Tony Tony Tony. You know, I brought them in to do a couple songs. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just like got them in to kind of bring that Oakland vibe to some of the uh-huh. songs that I have going on uh-huh. for this volume three. So well, that's great. Please send me one. Oh, no. I will get it on the radio immediately. <laughs> you don't have to worry. You, you already know. <laughs> I'll send you a Dropbox file with everything in it. So, yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah, no problem. Um, so uh, how are you feeling about things? I'm feeling good about things. Things are, you know, like I said, they're looking on the up and up. Yeah. Um, you know, recently uh, got married uh, in February of uh, 2021. Congratulations. So, yeah. So, you know, beautiful wife, Cassandra, uh-huh. um, she really uh, supports me and backs me and gives me that push that I need. You know what I'm saying? That kick in the butt that I need. Well, yeah. You know, like I said, the main yeah. thing is just support. That's all I really need. You right. Know, show me support. Right. I'm go out and do what I got to do. Yeah. Um, so it's just good having her, you know. It's having, really important. Yeah, having a partner that, you know, yeah. really wants to help you out. Yeah. Stri- to strive for you to be the best. And I strive for her to be the best at what she does. Right. Um, well, so, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. It's been great. The kids are yeah. older. You know, my, uh-huh. I got a son. He's about to graduate from high school. Wow. You know, my daughter, she's about to be 24. My son's about to be 22 <laughs> in a week. So, yeah, my kids, you know, they're they're growing, doing their thing. You know, they uh-huh. still get on my nerves a little bit every now and then, but it's okay. <laughs> still love them. You know? oh, but only one's a musician? Yeah, Takalo's pretty much the only musician. I mean, they kind of dibble-dabble music, but uh-huh. Takalo, out of all of them, I feel, has, like, the more the push and the drive to really like want to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, my daughter, she picks up the guitar and she's like singing and everything, but yeah. you know, she, she's more artistic side. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, wants to, you know, doing drawings and things of that nature, uh-huh. which I mean, there's still a, you know, well, yeah, self-expression. Yeah. Self-expression. So, yeah. you know, my son yeah. Tyree, um, he's, uh, he's about making his money right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's about making his money. He can't, I moved, I moved him out here. Um, uh, he came, well, he came down, didn't move him, but he came down, uh, 2019. I got mm-hmm. him a job at the 1905. Ah. You know, I called in Aaron Barnes yeah. and was like, man, my son's coming down, man. I would really love to get him a job. And Aaron made it happen. And, uh, he really enjoyed it. He got his first little taste of uh, some money and <laughs> he just ran with it. Ah. So. <laughs> so he loves making his money. And my son is graduating, uh, Tyreek. Um, you know, he's inspired to be a firefighter. Really? Yeah. So, wow. you know, I called in, you know, something else, something, that's another thing to worry about. <laughs> 
<laughs> my thing is as long as they're doing something positive oh yeah I, oh yeah you know i don't it doesn't matter what it is well there's not much more positive than yeah. than you know than, yeah. than fighting fires yeah and i told him i said man yeah. firefighter man it's a good living i said you're first oh, you're gonna God, be in yeah. real good shape yeah they make real good money i said man you're gonna come out of high school you're right. gonna go right to a program you're gonna be making money you're gonna be Abs- okay absolutely so wow. you know i've been just checking in with a couple of firefighters i know around the city and uh-huh. they're like oh yeah man there's programs that i mean he could actually go on a program right now while he's in school huh you know, and literally when uh, he graduates, uh, he just walks uh, right into, uh-huh. you know. I may have asked you this before, but I got to get that. You know, it's, it's been a while since, uh, since you know, you've been on the podcast. Who was who your drum, drummer hero when you, were, when you were coming up? Uh, my hero, yeah. Joe Smith. Yeah? Hands down. He was the, the godfather of the bass uh-huh. and the drums on the gospel scene. Uh-huh. Uh, was the Hawkins, you know, nephew. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... That's who I grew up on, all them Hawkins records. And yeah. in 1998, I got the pleasure of him playing bass, and I played drums on my first gospel recording. Wow. Um, so I really got to spend like about a couple of weeks with him yeah. and picking his brain and uh-huh. soul down to earth, man. And uh, yeah. he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, which was unfortunate, man, because he, he still was a young man. You know, Was he in the band uh, in Summer of Soul? Do you know, you know, the, the, the thing that Questlove did? I still have not seen it. Oh, yet, my God, Tyrone, you've got to I see it. I still have not you've seen it You've got to see it. <laughs> and make sure you got Kleenex with you because it's going to make you cry. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm the going to The thing I'm with Mavis and, mm-hmm. and, and um, um, uh, oh, I think it was Isaac Hayes on there. No, no, no. There's a lot going on. It's with an M. Anyway, the two gospels, two, two great gospel singers. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, and you know, anyway, it's just it's a it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really just amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so but Ed, the Edwin Hawkins singers are in it. So I'm pretty sure if they're in it, yeah. Joel is on the drums. And it's so powerful because yeah. that that woman with the deep voice. Mm-hmm. I never. I don't even really think I know her name. That might have been. Um, might have been Lynette Hawkins. Yeah. I'm not for sure. Could have been. Yeah, probably was her. Yeah, but that you know, jeez, yeah. just. You know, it's interesting that there's so many. Uh, uh, I, I think that there are more female singers in gospel with deep voices than anywhere else. Well, their their range their range can go like yeah. like even with Saida. Saida can she can go up there, but like Saida can go low too. So, really? Yeah. I mean, huh. I mean, one thing about church, I try to tell everybody. Um, first off, we don't have good sound systems. Yeah. We're normally in a, the church. Normally, the pastor is running the mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. And we one speaker over here, one speaker way over there, and mm-hmm. one maybe broke or whatever. So you have to really learn how to use your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. A good sound system is a good sound system. But when that yeah. sound system craps out, yeah. and that can happen on any gig, right? This is where these ears gonna have to come into play. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you can't always rely. So any any gig I go into, I do not rely on that sound system. I'm like at any time this thing can go yeah. wonkers. Yeah. So I have yeah. to use my ears and I kind of mm-hmm. have a rule. Like if I can't hear everything, then I feel I'm playing too loud. And uh-huh. I try to express that to other musicians. Uh-huh. If you can't hear, it's not about you just hearing yourself. You need to hear everything. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, a vocal part can lead you to the next part of the song. Uh-huh. There's a lead in the guitar part that can lead you to the next part of the song. So you want to make sure that you can hear all the role maps in the song and understand it to get you through the song. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's always been my golden rule whenever I do a drum clinic. Like drummers. Yeah. We are, we acoustically can be the loudest, but uh-huh. you don't want that to happen. You want to be, you right. want to make sure that you're blending in with everything and you hear everything that's going on. Yeah. So you're never lost in the song because uh-huh. we're the drivers of the train. Yeah. So yeah. when you were coming up, when you were, I mean, when you were a kid, were you playing drums then? My mama said I was beating on her pots and pans. And okay. Well, of course. I was, I was so shy to play in front of people. Um, 
like I said, to see to Kylo where he's at at yeah. eleven <laughs> is amazing because I was not I was not there. You were I was the too opposite. shy. Yeah. So yeah. how I ended up even playing, um, I played at home. My mom had got me a drum kit and I played at home. Um, well, hooray for mom. <laughs> <laughs> but we were um, so rehearsal. We would always kind of get. We lived like real close to my church, probably about two blocks away. Yeah. So. Um, I would kind of play before the choir got there. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I'm just playing because I'm by myself. I'm shy. I don't want to play yeah. with nobody. Yeah. So I'm playing, and rest in peace, Barnett Williams, never forget it. Um, first choir director I ever was under. He comes out the pastor's office. I had no idea he was there. I'm just playing. Yeah. Comes out the pastor's office. He's like, is that you playing? Me, I'm thinking I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm in trouble. He was like, is that you playing? I'm like, yeah. He said, you stay there. Don't move. <laughs> and that was... I started playing. Wow. Yeah. Next Sunday, Jeez. I'm at the drums, scared as I don't know what. Jeez, imagine if he hadn't been there. Who knows what would have happened? Who knows? Wow. wow. But that's that's how it all started. You do, don't move off the drum set. Was that you playing? Yeah. Don't move. <laughs> you stay there. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There was, it used to be that more people recognized the gospel influence. Mm-hmm. And 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 and, and it's, I don't think it's that way anymore. I mean, I did a when I worked in L.A. I did a, a half-hour documentary on James Cleveland mm-hmm. and, and his church. Yeah, and that was back. Well, that was back in in the, in the late seventies, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, but everybody knew there was a, there was a gospel component. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be that way anymore. No, it's still there. It's still well, there. Okay. You can hear it in a lot of the not a lot of songs. It's still a it's still a huge gospel influence in a lot of especially hip hop. And R and B, it's yeah. very, definitely there because okay. a lot of the players they call yeah. them in the sessions, or yeah. they take them on the road with them. So yeah. it's definitely yeah. a big gospel influence, and we well, all come up in church. Yeah, all come, all of us come up in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So. All right. Well, I'm not. I know you got to go. You, I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm. Thank you for your time. Oh no, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And everybody should go on Sundays for sure. Yeah, Sundays, uh, 1036 Northeast Alberta Street, yeah. 9 p.m. to midnight. Uh, we have DJ Rez on the on the ones and twos DJing. He gets uh-huh. the night started and nice. keeps the party going afterwards. Nice. Um, you know, the staff is is very great. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's the place to be. Come on, sell it, Tyrone. Place, place to be. And, <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm just trying to get, you know, I've been telling artists all around the country that I know, look, whenever yeah. you guys are in town or whatever, yeah. come out. Oh, and I just want to get one more plug, too. Sure. Uh, Nate Smith, drummer. Phenomenal uh-huh. drummer. Probably one of my favorite drummers going right now. Uh-huh. September 23rd, I will be opening for him at Rev Hall. All right. So I'm very excited about that show. Uh, Sold Out Productions, you'll see it on Facebook and uh-huh. Instagram and all that, but uh-huh. I'm very excited about that show. That's great. Excited about it. Man, yeah. I'm happy for you, Tyrone. Oh, man, thank you so much. I really man. am. If, anybody do, if there's anybody who deserves it, it's you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Be well. I hope your family's well and uh, time to be on the road. All right. And I got to make sure I get you a PDX Soul hoodie also. So. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. <laughs>